Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hey, Fernando. And I'm also hanging out with Travis Irvine. How you doing, Travis? Hello, Ben. Thanks, everyone, who came out to our show in Grundy County. We had so much fun, and I currently have kind of a black eye because I accidentally hit myself in the face with my Mick Foley championship belt while I was doing a bit, and I bled on stage, and I felt so cool. So thanks, everyone, who came out and supported the first live last podcast on the left. I can't tell you what it meant to just be on that stage and making you laugh. It felt like it took a year and a half to get there. (laughs) It did. It did. Believe it or not. It really did. I missed. You know what I missed the most? What's that? Eating in the green room. Woo! What'd you eat? Pizza. Oh! (laughs) Nice. Was it a special kind of pizza or just... It was Nashville pizza driven all the way from the beautiful town of Nashville to Grundy County, Ooh. which is about an hour and a half trek. So the pizza was well-traveled, just like we were. So thank you all to everyone who came out, and uh, we hope you all had a wonderful weekend. We know for a fact you had a better weekend than Matt Gates, which is the first story that we're going to talk about today. Joel Greenberg, the former tax collector, of course, in Florida, he was charged with 33 felonies, and because he co- cooperated so well he is only being charged with six which means he flipped so hardcore on the big fish involved in this scandal that they said you know what we're gonna knock down 27 felonies including human trafficking sex with a minor and so on and so forth he is still looking at significant time, and I'm sure Joel Greenberg will end up behind bars. But this story, if you're Matt Gates, whoo, go slam one of your final cures because they don't <laughs> have a bar in prison, to my understanding. It looks worse than we even thought. Not only did they sex traffic a 17-year-old child, pay her via Venmo, $300, I think. <sighs> it seems as if... It was kind of an orgy or a gangbang situation because Joel Greenberg has said, I know for a fact Matt Gates had sex with her because I was there. Oh, my God. Which reminds me of the movie Tommy Boy when he's talking and he's just like, (laughs) God, Daryl, I lost my virginity to your daughter for crying out loud. Bob, you were there. But it's not nearly as fun. No, Carl and Bob never got uh, federal indictments. No, they did not. So Matt Gates. He is still technically on tour with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, he obviously denies all the accusations, which I think that would be something that a scumbag who would have sex with a 17-year-old woman would do. But this really is the shit hitting the proverbial fan in a way that uh, I don't I don't think that – we all knew he was a scumbag, but th- th- this, is, this is like – wow. In the wake of everything, we just had Epstein die in prison, perhaps at his own hands, perhaps at the hands of somebody else. We don't know. Ghislaine Maxwell is out there flipping out. The idea of like successful people peddling in human trafficking is on the forefront of everyone's mind. If you were going to do it in 1998, you could at the very least say, no one's talking about it. 
2021, we've had a national conversation about this for a long freaking time. And he still did the unthinkable, which is rape a 17-year-old because he had the power to do so. And of course, he had Joel Greenberg to uh, enable him the entire time. 33 counts, 27 dropped, six guilty pleas. That's an insane plea deal. What is he going to drop on Matt Gates? You know, what does he have? Because, you know, this there, there's a reason. He took yeah. a plea deal, so he has to have some real good info. Ugh, well, I we, hope he doesn't have pictures. That sounds disgusting. Uh, God knows what these scumbags would do in a situation like that, and I guarantee you they probably did take a series of pictures. The one thing we definitely have is the money trail of them paying off this young victim and the former tax collector, again, his own words, that being Joel Greenberg. He did not openly speak when he was charged with those six felonies that he pled guilty to, so now is a guilty felon uh, for those six charges that he pled guilty to. He did not speak when he was in front of the judge this first time, but you know, for a fact, as we were saying, I can't imagine the things that he has exposed, the people he has exposed. I can't think of any other time in my life where 27 of 33 charges were dropped from somebody after they cooperated with the feds. That is insane, insane. by any measure. You know, um, you brought up, uh, Jelaine Maxwell and, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and that this case really reminds me of that you just you know you said it yourself but also Matt Gates he thinks he's Trump because when that was happening to Jeffrey Epstein and you know uh, Jelaine Maxwell everyone knew you know uh, Trump was just kind of doing his own thing but everyone knew he was involved everyone knew he had, he had connections to these people but he he knew that he was going to be unaffected Matt Gates thinks he's in that same situation, but yeah. he's not. Oh, he's not. He's, no, he's far from it. And as a matter of fact, when it comes to the Epstein triangle of horror, you have what's happening now with the Bill Gates divorce. Where oh. Evidently, Bill Gates, he had sex with, a, uh, with an employee. He was forced to leave the board. And he has ties to Jeffrey Epstein, which is one of the reasons that Melinda filed when she filed. This is one of the things that she, she put cited. in the filing where she's like, I just didn't feel super comfortable knowing that my billionaire <laughs> husband was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein because so many people never hang out with pedophiles. Yeah. You know how many people don't like so many millions, billions, so many people. So this whole thing is just so disgusting, and it's such a micro example of the macro problem of folks in power who think they can get away with doing some of the most heinous things imaginable. And again, when it comes to consensual commercial sex work, you know me, I'm all for it. I think that's great. When it comes to people being like cocaine parties, that sounds nice, whatever. <laughs> Are they I don't all care. adults? Yes. Everyone's that, an adult. Everyone's yeah. cool. This is so much more nefarious than that, obviously. And the thing is, I was traveling, as I mentioned, I went to an airport and I saw people, 17 year olds look so young, like 17. It's like, you know, I, when I was, I lost my virginity at 18 to oh. a 24 year old. Oh, congratulations. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Yeah. You, you cougar? I, I don't even know. Yeah, what do you <laughs> no, call that? What do you call, call that? that? No. <laughs> Call, call it good times. Okay. Uh, at Fat Mountain High. <laughs> This is just so unbelievably heinous. Again, uh, for those that don't know, Matt Gates is 39 years old and Joel Greenberg is 
37 years old. So this is what Greenberg had to say about the sex acts that happened from 2016 through 2018. And again, as a society, just look at those years. So Trump is elected 2016, 2017, 2018. We're, we're in the peak of the Me Too movement. We're talking about consent. We're talking about power. We're talking about um, healthy relationships and how to get our society back, or if it ever was, but get our society to a place where we have healthy adult relationships that don't lead to a wake of victims. In the peak of it, Matt Gates is out there hooking up illegally with a 17-year-old sex-trafficked minor. I mean, the delusion in the mind of this man. Right. I I I wish I had 10% of it. Uh, <laughs> he, did he just have his blinders on and was like, I, I guess I can just do this? It's like as a conversation piece for the entire country, that's exactly what we were talking about. And no one came out and said, Epstein, not so bad. It seemed like the consensus was, that's, that's not bad. that's not right. That's not right. That's bad. But somehow, Matt Gates, because he, the ego is larger than the hair, the man truly <laughs> thought he was going to get away with this stuff. And at the end of the day, he's just a pissant member of the house. You know, and there's a, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm so pro-sex workers. I of really course. wish they were not a victimized group in our society. I really wish they had, uh, you know, proper rights and everything. But $300? 300 to, to ruin a 17-year-old's life? $300? For those that don't know, that really has been the sticking point for Fernando. He has just been very upset with the, with the number that was <laughs> the paid. The number, yeah. Uh, evidently, <laughs> so Greenberg told prosecutors he met this girl online. Um, he paid her $400, so you'll be happy to know that, oh, Fernando. Is that I couldn't, Fernando? Uh, she couldn't even buy herself a PlayStation 5 with what these grown-ass men put her through. Uh, it's like, so this is freaking, gross. It's so gross. Uh, he later invited her to hotels, and uh, that's where they had uh, sex it, it, they gave her a bunch of ecstasy and apparently they all had sex with her in that room. And again, they raped her in that room. Greenberg allegedly also had sex with the girl at least seven times. And that's when he introduced the minor to other adult men who engaged in commercial sex acts with the minor. Um, so prosecutors say that Greenberg used his position as the Seminole County tax collector to <laughs> access a state database and quote, investigate women who he was having sex with. He searched for the underage girl because, quote, he had a reason to believe the minor was under the age of 18. So he wants to pretend as if he had sex with this woman and then retroactively said, oh, I don't know. Maybe she was, maybe she was lying to me. And then he says, that he, so that's a lie to the prosecutors. Right. Yeah. You know he didn't search her name to see like, oh, she was 17. You know what he was trying to do, which was the thing that Roger Ailes used to do all the time. There's a fellow named Bo Deedle in New York State, New That's York right. City. Bo Deedle, former NYPD officer, basically Bo Deedle's job after he retired from uh, from the police department was to work for Roger Ailes to hunt down all of the women who accused Roger Ailes of sexual <sighs> misconduct. And what they do is make those victims' lives a living hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they drop the charges and just forget it because the whole thing is just too much of a freaking pain in the ass. And to make their lives easier, it's best if you just go away. So he's trying to bow-deedle it. Yeah. He wants to be the perpetrator and the strong man all at the same time. That is so obvious what Joel Greenberg is trying to do. And again, this is why if you didn't hate a tax collector before, <laughs> you better freaking now. This person is the epitome of evil. Joel Greenberg, can you script someone who is worse? A child rapist, tax collector? 
From Florida? From Florida. I mean, don't forget, this was the guy a few weeks ago. We were mesmerized by the fact that he was going into the pile of uh, licenses to be deleted or, uh, you know, destroyed. And uh, he was just grabbing them. And, of course, he was, like, fishing around for underage girls' IDs and other IDs that he could give to underage girls to make them look like they were of age. Um, This man is a scumbag, I believe. And the only thing that, uh, that could make it... A hundred times worse is, yeah, the, the fact that he's from Florida. And I have to say this. So if you go to, uh, this is a great time to plug my YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you go to my time. YouTube, I had a conversation about immigration with a fellow named Harlan Hill. Mm. Uh, Harlan Hill looks like a, an adult baby. Okay. Uh, he looks like someone who burns easy. And he looks like someone who is just, he is so desperate to be seen as a man. Harlan Hill just Google a picture of Harlan Hill for me, Fernando. I just want you to see him and show uh, Travis. Harlan Hill is the spokesman for Matt Gates. Oh, dear. Which I was not aware that he took that job. Harlan Hill was one of these schmucks who started as a Bernie bro in 2015. And oh then when Trump won, gosh. he went over to Trump. Or when Bernie lost, rather, he went over to Trump. So I'm showing you pictures. He wears a bow tie. He looks like if a pedophile had an outfit. Like, this is what they wear. One outfit. One outfit. Uh, He's such a man, baby. He smokes his cigars. He's just so desperate. He's one of those guys. I saw a tweet by by somebody, and she said, if your dick doesn't hang past your balls when it's soft, don't talk to me or something like that. He has an innie. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. I don't even care. But I did not realize that he was Matt Gates' spokesperson. No one should trust Matt Gates or Harlan Hill. Watch my debate with him as I crush him because, of course, he believes that immigrants are ruining our country. And I think it's uh, it might be him. <laughs> the call might be coming from within the house. This is what Harlan Hill has to say. The false indictment of Joel Green. Now he just sounds like Puffin. He sounds like Puffin. How do I do, how do, I do a weak man's voice? Here, I, I'm not talented I'll, like Henry is. Harlan Hill is the last line. Do a weak man voice, please. Uh, the first indictment of Jill Greenberg there alleges that he falsely accused another man of sex with a minor for his own gain. That man was apparently innocent, and so is Congressman Gates. All right. So Harlan <laughs> Hill, he is one of those guys who, like all of the anti-bullying campaigns, I yeah. get it. I was bullied. It's not good. But sometimes. Sometimes. He needed to be like he needed a few more swirlies. Something needed, or maybe that's what happened to him, and this is what it created. I don't know, but he comes from money, and I think he always had money, and I think he was always just a douchebag. That was allowed to douchebag because yeah. maybe he had like his maybe his house gave away the big snickers at halloween i have no idea <laughs> but the fact that harlan hill is matt gates spokesperson is just so freaking funny to me because he's such a uh grifter you know he went from bernie sanders to donald trump he was just trying to ride whatever populist wave he could so naturally he ended up working with matt gates because when you shoot for the stars sometimes you end up around the shit so I had heard of him. Yeah, uh, he was the dude who called Kamala Harris a lying bitch, right? It's very possible. Bitch. Again, a man so desperate to try to be a man, where he's just like, how, how would, what would a man say? There what would a is. man say? Oh, she's an unsufferable lying bitch. Do I sound like John, John Wayne? He's just a freaking little bitch. So <laughs> Gates has maintained a high profile, again, including this tour that he did with Marjorie Taylor Greene, which goes to T.I.'s point about how he's trying to trump it, where Trump is just like, I'm going to go out in public more than ever before. All of these things are going to slowly slide off my back, so on and so forth. The problem is, Matt Gates, you are no Donald Trump. And can you imagine being such an insecure little toad where Donald Trump is the person that you look up to 
as a role model when it comes to masculinity. Oh, absolutely. Especially in Matt Gates's case. I mean, again, <sighs> a man uh, so delusional, he really did think he was going to get away with it. I mean, his father, of course, was a very powerful Florida politician, yes. former state senator. Uh, your buddy's the tax collector for Seminole Ugh. County. You must think you're rolling in it pretty hard. And Matt Gates was literally just in Ohio this weekend as part of a, a, an anti-rhino rally. Uh, of course, we were talking about those a few weeks ago. And uh, just the delusion, just the keep, I'm going to keep going out there talking to people and people still eating it up. Even in my home state of Ohio, I can't imagine <sighs> what the people of Florida are thinking right now. Well, and a little bit later, we'll talk about what's going on in Ohio because the corruption is through the roof. And it's really sad because when I was growing up, Ohio was kind of the, it was a bellwether state. You know, it was a state we were where the swing like, state. They were now swing. we're deep red. And now it's deep red and it's deeply corrupt. And maybe that was always the way it was. And I was just a, you know, blurry eyed little innocent kid and be like, <laughs> Ohio seems like they love democracy. Maybe I was just too cartoonish schoolhouse rock about it. But things in Ohio have gotten horrible. Yeah. And, I, you know, look at uh, your home state in Wisconsin as well. You used to have the Wisconsin's holding on, though. You had They're the perfect on. senator and Russ Feingold. Oh, the he best. was the golden senator to vote against Patriot Act and Iraq War. And now you got Ron Johnson, who's still looking for votes for Trump. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, total and utter scumbag as well. That's the word of the day is indeed scumbag <laughs> because we are talking about these people. So you have to say what they are, which is exactly that, uh, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course. So we know that Gates is in more trouble than previous Trump allies because Donnie is staying quiet. <laughs> when it comes to Roger Stone, you look at the charges against Roger Stone. He was looking at significant time, all federal charges. Donald Trump expunged everything. He's like, you got a full pardon. You're all good to go. Matt Gates has been so desperate to get that. Right. Just, just the small dribble, just a small dribble of freedom, uh, which, of course, now Donald Trump doesn't have the power to do anything uh, to help him, really, uh, other than making a statement and could, trying to get support. He could make a, a speech at Matt Gates's bar mitzvah if he holds it at Mar-a-Lago. Well, of course, if, <laughs> if Matt Gates is looking for another date. Stone <laughs> oh did not get uh, Stone rather did get pardoned. Gates but, got nothing. No. So if you're Matt Gates, the facade is coming apart. I mean, this is a straight up Humpty Dumpty. The cracks are so obvious. The yoke is on the floor. There's no way to clean this up. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing with Matt Gates? And also in a larger context, when it comes to what's happening with Liz Cheney, and as every single person knows, fuck Liz Cheney, fuck the Cheney. She's the daughter of a war criminal and the sister of a lesbian who she threw under the bus so she could win Elected. office in Wyoming. Okay. So we know that. So I have the world's smallest guitar, a.k.a. a normal guitar for me. <laughs> Screw the Chadies. But when it comes to within the Republican Party, the divisions between Trumpism and and Cheney Republicans. Oh, what options we have in a nation. Uh, what a great nation we have politically are going right now. But what does this do to that Trump coalition? Do you guys think is this the first crack? Is this is does this start to pull back the facade that Trumpism can't be defeated within the Republican Party because the reason that Liz Cheney is no longer in charge of her committees, as Travis said before the show, and I want you to extrapolate on, they need the one thing that Donald Trump has, which is a freaking donors list. They need Trump's donor list from his campaign. 
Um, Kevin McCarthy, I remember when he went to Mar-a-Lago and he got the picture with Trump. That's what he was seeking. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is gone. Uh, you notice everyone keeps making a little pilgrimage. Of course, Matt Gates tried to make a pilgrimage. They did not want him anywhere near Mar-a-Lago no. anymore. I mean, even Trump kicked out Jeffrey Epstein at some point. So sorry, Matt Gates. But um, absolutely, Ben, this this is the uh, the next two years, right? As we go into the 22 midterms, this is the real test. Trump wants anyone who voted for his impeachment, if you're a Republican congressman or Republican senator, he wants you gone. He wants you primaried in 2022. And yeah. what you saw is in February, Kevin McCarthy um, and the, the GOP leadership, they stuck by Cheney. They, they stuck by her and they actually held a vote and she got through the vote and she survived her leadership position. That was the first time. That was in February. Things have changed. Yes, they have. Just a bit. And uh, now you can see, the, as you say, the, the cracks are forming. It is weird. To, Trumpism versus Cheneyism. It's two very bad choices. It really is. Where are, you know, where are, you know, the Angus Kings who occasionally would vote with the Republicans? He's an independent. But where are the, um, oh, I'm trying to recall uh, the Republican uh, O'Neill. Where's the Tip O'Neills of the world? You know, oh, sure. Where are, where are Tip the- Tip O'Neill might have been a Democrat. Was Tip O'Neill the Democrat and he yes. worked with McCain? Yeah. Trying to think of a stalwart in the Republican Party at one point that had- some kind of at least veneer of 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 a class. I mean, John McCain was the maverick of the Senate for a long time. They have just gone with him. And of course, John McCain, again, representing more of the Cheney wing in many ways, if you look at his foreign policy, which, by the way, next week or later on this week, because we had to miss last week uh, because I was traveling, we will talk about what's going on in Israel and Palestine. And we will also talk about what's happening with uh, abortion as a, a lawsuit is now going to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is going to decide uh, a massive case. And so we will see what the uh, addition of Kavanaugh and the addition of Amy Coney Barrett, who I think got a far too easy red carpet rollout uh, for her to go sit on the Supreme Court, even though uh, her main goal is to bring the kingdom of God to our judiciary, well, that's which fine. isn't that. Now you want the kingdom well, of God me. in our judiciary. Oh, oh, only our God. Oh, okay. Get that right. <laughs> so this is what Gates is trying to say now when it comes to people investigating the case. Do you want to know what his angle is? Uh, yeah. He says it's, he said, this is a quote. He said, this is according to his uh, his uh, whatever his little public relations team that he hired. Because if you're in PR, it's a hell of a time. <laughs> this is the heyday of PR. All these congressmen are fucking all these seventeen year olds. This is great for PR. <laughs> public relations, disgusting American politics. But this is what they had to say. They say the privacy of women living private lives should be protected. So they're trying to say, <laughs> oh, do not bring up the privacy of the victim. What? In this case, but it's just, are, are, do you really care? Right. Matt Gates about the privacy of the girls there? It's an invasion know. of her privacy when you go around and tell her what Matt Gates and the tax collector did to her in a hotel yeah. room. The only thing I don't like is they keep on stressing cocaine fueled party, which that is a party. <laughs> That's um, Imagine and if he uh, had this party after a Republican fundraiser event in Orlando in 2019. Those fundraising events, I guess when you're talking that much money and that many donations, you can't stop but get horned up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a woman's reputation isn't important now, but, you know, like she's not Monica Lewinsky or, you know, you know, 
name every other woman who's ever accused. And, uh, you, know, you tell me Ken Starr wasn't hornier than Stacey Abrams writing the Star Report. Mm. What was the Kavanaugh accuser? Her name? What, I mean, they dragged her through the mud. It's something she Blasey did. Thir- Ford. Um, well, that's a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. And I and I was actually thinking about her the other night and. Her life has been turned upside down. And Diane Feinstein, of course, was the one who really, they got the legal. Diane Feinstein paid for all of her legal and all of that, all of her legal team. And I just wonder what happens after um, after they no longer need her. Right. Mm. I don't think she's getting protected. And I think there's a lot of people who still don't like her and hate her. And I would imagine, I would love to speak with her because I can't imagine what that's like. She had to move. I wish um, we would have kept her life private. How it would have been nice. You know, right. how we're asking you know, now to anyway. keep this 17-year-old's lives private. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what's going on with Matt Gates. As of right now, he hasn't been arrested, but uh, we're getting closer and closer. And Gates is just the most prominent name because it sounds like there was a bunch of dudes uh, doing, participating in this stuff. And again, it's just so much. You know, most of the people, most people in life are over the age of 18. Yes. You know how easy it is not it's to do this? It's so much easier. And you so also, easier, yeah. do you, why would you want, a, uh, anyway, now I'm just going to be like, you want, you want 30 and over. Yeah. Super easy. My God. I mean, not even, whatever. It's just disgusting. What? They don't have anything in common. What did they, what, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's so it's, stupid. It's the thrill of doing something that only you can do and get away exactly. with. Depraved, horrible things. That's, that's and a, that is also because, yeah. and I'm not giving this, this is not an excuse whatsoever but as a culture where sex is naughty it's not it doesn't have to be not like you could oh, <laughs> it's it just having sex with a 17 year old girl it's not like cool right. it's not, it doesn't make you edgy yeah you're not an edgelord no. it's like it, it makes you a pedophile it doesn't it, it doesn't make you like i can't believe we're getting away with this it's just pathetic and it's so stupid and it's so gross and uh, again the irony of course being matt gates rose to prominence on the uh, on the Trump train, on the Trump train, but also Alex Jones screaming about pedophilia in the government. Right. Um, the the notion that the people in power are you know constantly human trafficking. Which hey, I'm not. There's a Venn diagram of support for that idea because it seems like it's happening. <laughs> right. But Matt Gates just going out there and constantly trying to grab that narrative and be like, see, I'm fighting the deep state. I'm fighting the ghouls. And it's like, bro, you are both of those things wrapped into one. Horrible, horrible, horrible suit. So that Matt Gates scandal ain't going anywhere, and we will keep you updated on that. Well, speaking of just insane scandals, or not even scandals, but just happenings, let's talk about what's going on with uh, do any gas pumps work in this country? <laughs> ben, I what feel like I've heard you with this freaking pipeline, bro. I hear every time we do a road trip. That's uh, your your funniest joke. We anytime we I haven't told a gas pump. Uh, it, it it don't work, and then you get back in the car. You're like, do any of the gas pumps work in this country? They really don't. Now they really don't work, especially in Atlanta. I think half of their gas pumps or half of their gas stations are basically shut down because of this Colonial Pipeline hack. And evidently, the Colonial Pipeline they paid the hackers uh, five million dollars in ransom, and now it wasn't in like usual currency. I believe it was Bitcoin. Was it Dogecoin? No, I wish, but it definitely was Bitcoin. So it, you know, it's an, an untrackable payment, Ben. So the payment came shortly after the attack got underway last week. Now, of course, the FBI says, please don't pay the people who want their money for the ransom. But the Colonial Pipeline Company said, nope, no can do. We're definitely going to pay. And I wonder what, 
I wonder what the hackers, what the information the hackers got. I wonder what they know. Also, this is what's so scary about our entire infrastructure. This is why when anyone says we don't need to invest in infrastructure, they're just lying. Right. The fact that I do we know exactly who did this yet? Um, because there was some speculation. They're saying that it came from Russia, but they don't believe it was Russian state. So this could just straight up be three 17-year-olds. It was a Russian uh, hacking group, but it wasn't related to the government. But it was, uh, the group is called Dark Side, Dark Seed. Ooh, Dark Seed, and they're 17 years old. Don't tell Matt Gates. (laughs) Oh my God, leave it alone. What is wrong with you? (laughs) But, you know, it's important to point out that uh, the infrastructure of the colonial pipeline wasn't actually affected. They did, the hackers didn't shut down the pipeline. What they did is they affected the billing system of colonial pipeline. So the gas could have kept running, but colonial pipeline would not have been able to bill their customers and they weren't okay with that. So they shut down the pipeline. It's never been shut down before ever since the day it started running. It has not been shut down, but they needed to shut it down for this. And then they paid the, you know, they paid the $5 million ransom. That says a lot because if the ransom, what they were threatening to release was billing information and information on insider treaties that Colonial Pipeline had. So it's possible that they had that they had, you know, things that Colonial Pipeline was doing certain things that they didn't want everybody to know about. Oh, very interesting. Of course, the pipeline goes all the way from East Texas all the way up to New Jersey. Um, So, yeah, it was Atlanta, Florida, South Carolina, pretty much the, the southern area of states there. So a report released last month by a ransomware task force said the amount paid by victims increased by 311 percent in 2022, reaching about 350 million in cryptocurrency. The average ransom paid by organizations in 2022 was 312,000. What's interesting is it seems like the company standard for like the pipelines and stuff is to pay the ransom. This is according to Andre Crayhall, chief executive officer and founder of digital forensics firm Lifars. Isn't that exciting? It's called Lifars, L-I-F-A-R-S, Lifars. It rolls off the tongue. This is what Andridge had to say. They say they had to pay. This is a cyber cancer. You want to die or you want to live. It's not a situation where you can wait. So these hackers had Colonial Pipeline over the proverbial barrel. Well, you know, uh, it, it, uh, you talked to the, the article that we are talking about here also mentions a little bit how we're paying more of these ransoms more and more. And what that tells me is that there's more and more information that these companies don't want getting out. And it's not just customer billing information. It's the agreements they're making, you know, the insider movements they're making, you know, Labor Day's coming up, gas was going to go up yeah. anyways, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff, we there's a lot of inner machinations right. that, that we don't see. And it's a very convenient time for gas to go up because once Memorial Day weekend hits, that's what they were saying. I mean, we're going to be up last year, only like 23 million people traveled because of obviously the COVID situation. But this year they're saying it's going to be probably three times that. And so the Biden administration right now says they don't believe the attack was coordinated by the Russian government. Although, can, does anything happen in Russia without, without the Kremlin knowing? Ooh. I don't like seriously. Th- and also, I mean, this is right in Putin's wheelhouse. I was going to say, he he did this already. He's that, I mean, uh, we talked about the. Russia not being that powerful, but they can literally shut off gas for all of Europe if they right. decided. So yes, this is very, very this Putin-y. is very, so I'm not, it seems, yeah, it seems Putin-y. 
I'm me. just not going to be like, I don't think that he knew about it. I think he knows when every single person takes a dump in his country. <laughs> I think he's very on top of things. He's been president for 20 years or something. I'm sure he's well aware of what's happening. And let's not forget how he rose to power. Yes. The, the bombings in, uh, what was that? Uh, not Crimea, in Chechnya? Was it the Chechnyan uh, bombings in 1999? He rose that to power. And uh, because of that, he's been able to stay there as he continues to cause chaos and that chaos uh, causing destabilization, uh, therefore causing him to make the case to uh, you know not change horses in midstream. This is what Biden had to say. He says, we've been in direct communication with Moscow. I mean, you can say it tired, more tired than that, but we've been in direct communication with Moscow about the imperative for responsible countries to take decisive action against these ransomware networks. Uh, he goes on to say, but we do not have a strong reason to believe that the criminals who did attack us are living in Russia. So I guess you can do this from anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of the thing about hacking. Um, and and absolutely. You know, I, I remember the, the Suez Canal when that boat got stuck. Oh, my goodness. This has been a year where just every single of vulnerability is being highlighted, right? The fact that just, you know, a, a couple of thousand uh, Trumpers can just run up to the Capitol and take it over. Uh, a boat getting stuck can ruin international commerce. And now here we are, 17 years old, from the Russian basement, shutting down our gas. It's very possible. Uh, so Biden also, in a speech, uh, used this, uh, the colonial pipeline hack, as an example as to why we need more infrastructure and why we need more safeguards. So this week, he signed an executive order to improve U.S. cybersecurity, demanding agencies work more closely with the private sector in such matters, because this does have a massive impact on people. And this is a massive impact specifically on those folks who are already struggling. The last thing we need in this country is for oil prices to go up, for gas prices to go up, right. as people who are so desperate to get back to work finally start to go back to work. We have what happened in Texas, where Texas just, just got rid of the $300 uh, check that the federal government was going to give people. That's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere because there's this horrific notion that people are staying at home because they make more money at home and we need to get them back to work. If that is true for certain jobs, then that is an example of why we need to pay people more money. 100%. If the federal government is giving them more money, maybe there's something wrong with the job itself. Pay people a living freaking wage, especially Walmart, Amazon, Applebee's. You know who you are. <laughs> so as that happens, we just need to really remember there are just millions of Americans struggling. And when gas prices go up like this, everything else goes up around it. Yes. And it just hurts people at a time where we have been hurting for over a year. It's just important to remember the true victims here because it's never going to be the wealthy. It's never going to be people who, you know, have a little bit of coin in, you know, in a savings account or whatever. It's people living paycheck to paycheck. And if you add an extra 200 or 150 bucks, uh, you know, to their bills at the end of the month or even more than that. It can be devastating. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a great segment on CNN this weekend where they actually were speaking to a, a man who runs a, a grocery store chain up in northwest of the United States. And that's what he was highlighting. Their prices are going up. Grocery prices are starting to go up. And it, they were kind of worried, like, is this inflation? And it's like, no, what's happening is that my farmers, their gas bills are going up. And, you know, for farmers, it's not just, uh, you know, one drive. It's, you know, everything is run by gas. That's how you harvest all the food. That's how you get all the food to market. So. So um, you're absolutely right, Ben. This this is going to continue to have a ripple effect. Yeah. And when you, qui bono, as Mr. Marcus Parks likes to say, mm. look who benefits. If you're, if, you're, if you're Putin, you're like, 
Oh, that ain't. We didn't even do that. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Putin sounds like Puffin, too. Yeah, everyone sounds like freaking Puffin to me. Don't even get me going on Puffin. So we hope you're safe out there, and this is going to get resolved. They have paid this dark side company, or terrorist group, I guess, or cyber terror group. Definitely terrorist. Um, cyber terrorist. Do they ever detain these people? I don't know. This is what the CIA could be working on, and I'm sure they are, but they can leave... Uh, like the Bernie protests alone or something. I don't <laughs> right, know. right, right. No, I did see the uh, the the news conference that, that the Biden administration held uh, on this matter. And it is interesting. It's like most of these companies, they are required to do their own cybersecurity. So I think that's actually a good move by Biden to try to join those two houses, right? I mean, the Department of Energy can only do so much. And so uh, can Department of Homeland Security. But at the end of the day, it's kind of up to these companies to make themselves as secure as possible. It reminds me of pre 9-11 where the FBI and the CIA weren't chit-chatting with each other about things that they should have. And again, the CIA and the FBI, like all swords, it's double-edged. And so I like some of what they do and we need to stop some of what they do as well. So that is going to be a segue into our next conversation here. There's this great article from Matt Taibbi talking about what we have been talking about, how left media, specifically television news, which is a perversion of thought, and it's only there to benefit monetarily the corporations that are funding it. Right. That's the whole point of television news, right? (laughs) Uh, That's how you see it. You got little, you got Ari uh, Melber, and then you got the uh, tampon ad, you got your Chrysler ad, (laughs) you got your Tide ad, and then you got Ari Melber once again. That's what they're there to do is facilitate sales uh, for those large companies. Fantastic article by Matt Taibbi. Uh, It's entitled Reporters Once Challenged the Spy State, Now They're Agents of It. So, Travis, you brought this to our attention. Can you talk a little bit about what Matt Taibbi is referencing? Obviously, we've spoken about how uh, Mueller, all of a sudden, everyone loved Robert Mueller. And I'm like, he's a German inquisitor. Get his face (laughs) off of your T-shirts. And everyone's like, John Brennan, he's speaking truth to power. That man is responsible for countless deaths in the Middle East and God knows across the world. None of these people are good. All of these people are completely nefarious. John Brennan being one of those people complicit in some horrible atrocities across the world. But on MSNBC or CNN, there are no non-intelligence agencies infused. There is no more media that is not infused by the intelligence agencies. Absolutely. Yeah. At this point, former intelligence officials can uh, go on any network and basically uh, masquerade or even, you know, I guess legitimately comment on intelligence issues, foreign policy issues. And that's exactly what John Brennan, uh, James Clapper. James Clapper is a man who lied to Congress. That's why Edward Snowden uh, has admitted that that's why he leaked the documents he leaked, because he saw James Clapper lie on television to Congress. But now James Clapper and John Brennan are on television almost every other day. And Um, some of the things that they were lying about was, of course, what was going on uh, inside of Guantanamo Bay, uh, what was happening after the Arab Spring. How did the U.S. intelligence help trigger the Arab Spring? And then what was the inevitable? The sad thing about the Arab Spring was there wasn't the follow-through. Right. The intelligence agencies and the U.S. military is great at destabilization, but by nature, hammers are good at, at pounding down nails and breaking things. You can't 
Well, you can't build a house with a hammer, but you're, you're going to need other things. Right. I mean, Legacy of Ashes, of course, is a great book about the CIA and all the different things. You know, CIA has only been around since the, the late 40s. It was a post-World War II agency that got created by the National Security Act of 1947 or 1948. Um, and that's uh, what they've done. That's yeah. what they do. They go into other countries and they protect United States interests. So in 2010, and this is where the Taibbi article begins, talking about what a difference a decade makes. Uh, he was talking about it in July 25th, 2010, when WikiLeaks released the 75,000 secret U.S. military reports. Uh, they were talking about, and and of course, the reception to that by media was like, holy hell, holy hell. we've been lied to, right? And, right. And, and a lot of these newspapers won Pulitzers for covering what WikiLeaks released. And now what's so interesting is credit card companies are like PayPal, MasterCard, all of these companies, they're reporting, uh, air quotes, like extremist purchases or whatever to the FBI and to the CIA, to the intelligence state. There's, it's such a massive working crazy ass algorithm. And you do just have to wonder when you have such a wide net, as we saw with the Patriot Act, you're going to catch a lot of innocent fish. You're going to be exposing a lot of people to massive privacy concerns. And we still have a constitution and it should still matter. And obviously I have no problem with holding the people on January 6th accountable. I have no problem addressing uh, white uh, nationalism and these white hate groups, you know, proud boys or whatever the hell, uh, you know, all of those scumbag uh, people, again, scumbag, the optimal word. <laughs> but as we saw after 9-11, the Patriot Act, you mentioned Russ Feingold, the only senator to vote against it. The Patriot Act is still here. Once these policies get enacted, they don't go anywhere. And once you give up this amount of power to these entities, they will take that plus a mile and a half. Yeah, they'll all go get jobs on cable news. And that's the problem. So we've given them an inch with after 9-11, and the entire country was obviously so devastated. Never let a good tragedy go unused. And that's exactly what's happening here once again. And so if you're the American people, the only other option is what, like Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity, all of these people who are just radio personalities who have an end goal in mind and then shift their uh, thoughts in order to achieve that end goal. They have no principles. There is nothing uh, that they hold to be true. Uh, they are in the business of themselves, uh, which, as we learned with Donald Trump and uh, and his family, doesn't necessarily make for uh, the best business decisions to be made. As a matter of fact, Ivanka and Jared Kushner, I believe they made 640 million bucks when they While were- While they were working <laughs> the White House? Yeah, so when That's everyone convenient. else was uh, was struggling to make ends meet, uh, they were doing just freaking fine. So it's a great article, check it out, Matt Taibbi. Um, it's just so important to remember what you're looking at, what's real, what's not, Washington Post, I think they've been integrated with the intelligence state. I think New York Times, New York Times does very little true reporting. Oftentimes they just regurgitate what the intelligence state tells them. And again, by definition, the intelligence state is lying. Yeah, <laughs> that is what they do. That's what they it, do. It is a it is an agency of deception. They spy, lie, and make people die. That's what, That's they, what do. they do. And That's what they've done for decades. And absolutely. I mean, Clapper, Brennan. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, that's how New York Times, Washington Post started to lose even a little bit of credibility. Obviously, Trump was going in hard on all these entities, but that is basically what they were doing is they would leak a story to a reporter. It would never get vetted. Yeah. 
it'd make a big headline, big splash, and then a few weeks later it would get retracted. That's what happens when you just get anonymous sources out of this intelligence world. And I, I think, again, Matt Taibbi, yeah, he really nailed it and, on this one. And keep in mind also, you look at all of the people. Remember every remember uh, Bob Woodward's book? I All do. of the books that were going to end the Trump presidency. All of the, the different news. The walls are closing the in. The walls are closing <laughs> in, and now they're doing the same. The walls are closing in. I don't know. Nor do you. Nor does anyone talking about it. Ari Melbourne knows nothing. I've been in producer meetings. I actually worked at the best news network in the world. If you look at how lying by omission <laughs> is a great way yeah. to form a half truth and make it a full truth in the mind of the viewer. And that's all that they do. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And when we talk about misinformation, I mean, look no further than what happened in 2020, uh, which led to just the politicization of a pandemic, which <sighs> you thought maybe we could come together on that. But it didn't seem to work out. So just be very careful who you're listening to. Be very careful what you're seeing. And uh, oftentimes, it's up to you to look at the other side and try to find some semblance of truth. Because at the end of the day, it really is always in the middle. And remember, people's motivation, it is what it is. The motivation of people, the motivation of entities, the motivation of government is for their own self-gain. Sometimes you might cross a thread where, oh, you also get helped by this. You know, it's almost like when you have uh, someone who takes care of your finances and they work as a, a fiduciary where it's mm. like, if I make money, you make money. Okay, good. So why don't <laughs> screw me over then? That happens. But they're looking out for themselves. They're looking out for the power. They are looking out for where their bread is buttered, which is why, again, everyone wants that damn Trump donor list, which is mm. why you have people like Liz Cheney, who has the Cheney donor list, yeah, but, but maybe they're dying. It's just her dad. I think. It's just her father. <laughs> a couple people in Wyoming. <laughs> oh, anyway, so check out that article. Just don't, I don't want to say don't believe anything you see or hear. I would actually tell you to believe what you see and hear. And then when you look and see the, it's like when you watch the presidential debate or you watch, uh, yeah, let's just stick with a debate or, or a presidential speech. And you have one idea of what you saw and then they cut to the commentators and they say something totally different. And of course, the commentators are what's going to create the news. That's the bubble. Right. And then the speech will be the speech. So then it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Trust what you think. Same thing with the Derek Chauvin thing. Anyone, nine and a half minutes, trust what you see. Just trust your eyes in that way. Right. Because there's going to be a lot of, it's just going to be a lot of people lying because that is what benefits them. Right. And, and it of, doesn't benefit us. And of course, if you got the Frank Luntz focus group going on, you got a bunch of people saying, I didn't understand what happened. <laughs> exactly. And that's accurate. <laughs> that's very accurate. Frank Luntz. Well, Speaking of misinformation, just so everyone knows, let's do a, do you want to do grievances? Uh, we got, we can do some grievances. Uh, Parler, I don't even know if it's a grievance because I don't care if you want to look at it, I suppose look at it, but Parler is back on iPhones. So you can get your Parler app <laughs> if you want to get your Parler app. Well, you know, it's a, it's still a, uh, what is it? Uh, censored Ben. What so, does that mean? So actually, uh, because in order for it to be allowed on iPhone, they still had to, Parler still had to say, we're going to censor really extremist stuff and anything to violent is not going on the app. You still have to go on the website. You're going to have to go watch John Wick for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there right. you go. So Parlor, it's back. Parlor, yay. Parlor. Never Whatever. go full Parlor. My God. Ugh, never go full any of this nonsense. Anyway, Fernando, what's your grievance? My grievance is actually with the capital security bill that they have just recently proposed. What's this? So basically, uh, apparently on January 6th, the Capitol Hill wasn't properly protected. Ben. Oh, yeah. I think that, yeah. 
yeah, I think that might be true. <laughs> but you see, you see the, the thing is that uh, this bill is supposed to basically uh, fund the National Guard to be there. Uh, they've extended ever Always? since twenty four seven. Yes, they've extended oh. it twice ever since uh, the January sixth has happened. So they're trying to fund the National Guard being there. But my gripe is that I don't think we need it. How about the cops that were there just do their job? Yeah, you know when you see the videos, when you see these, you could tell it was a lot of people just not seeing the threat. Not and so well and and you know I was talking about this. I'm not even sure if I mentioned it on air, but when it comes to the amount of power that Trump was able to harness, you know he's not a good leader because he didn't guide it in the proper direction. Right. And in the case of January 6, all he had to do was be like, "We're going to march on the Capitol." to have a small little line, and then, wow, it's a Ted Nugent concert. Whee! They all would have just gone to the <laughs> Ted Nugent concert. It was the same thing when it comes to the freaking COVID stuff, right? Henry Zabrowski, you know who he is. He had the greatest idea ever. He's like, why didn't Trump, as soon as everything broke, just go and be like, for 15 bucks, you get your Trump 2020, Trump 2020 mask, mask. And he would have sold millions, millions of masks. Millions. And the whole thing would have just been totally different. All he had to do was treat it like merch. And then it would have been like, masks are cool. I wear my Trump 2020 mask everywhere I go. And I bought 10 for me and my family and my ex-wife. Well, it's like, it's just so obvious when you see people who know how to create power, but then the leadership skill is, how do you guide it? Yes. Oh my God, of course. So the, when it comes to the Capitol Police, I don't want to live in a country where I can't go towards the White House or towards the House of Congress. Like that, to me, it's so, uh, it just reeks of authoritarianism. Exactly, exactly. You know, so so I, I, I when I saw this, I was like, do they really, is this just another, just money spending, jobs yeah. program? Because we don't, just how about the people that were already but hired to do this job exactly. do their job? Because we already covered this. The U.S. Post Office has a police force. There right. are like 20 different individual police forces IRS in D.C. has its police force. So we got enough police force. Washington we, Monument has a police force. We don't need new legislation we, on this. Just do get the amount of people that you need for the day. And we don't need the National Guard there either. That's, you know, the, to me, that's, that's... And if you're the National Guard, what a strange predicament. Because what are you now? Are you going against the people? Right. I thought that was what you were supposed to protect. And I love people in the National Guard and thank them for everything that they do because they are the civilian branch of the U.S. military and they don't have to do what they do. Um, speaking of the Capitol riot, just momentarily, uh, there was a dude uh, who was arrested and he his name was Patrick Montgomery. And they said he wasn't allowed to have a gun anymore because he stormed the Capitol and tried to overthrow our government. And But then he but he kept a gun, and then they knew he has a gun because he shot a uh, a mountain lion. And, and then he, posted he put it a on parlor? Yeah, he posted a picture of him <laughs> hugging the dead mountain lion. Um, and then they're like, oh, you have a gun. <laughs> but you're not supposed to have a gun. So, again, uh, it's just also so funny because you can see these people be like, rappers are so stupid. They always do a crime and put it on Instagram. This is my mountain lion I shot with a gun I'm not allowed to have. <laughs> anyway. All right. Go on, Travis. My have a grievance. Uh, as Ben alluded to earlier, uh, my home state, Ohio, was named number one in public corruption by the experts at the FBI and federal We're agencies. One. We're, We're number, number one. one. We're and for the first one. time, Ohio's it's not for football. We're usually number one for football. This is for a different kind of ball that's played in the back room of the Ohio State House, Ugh. specifically citing um, a, a scandal that I've actually referenced on this show, the uh, famous nuclear bailout scandal of yes. HB6 bill. That's what the FBI cites because it's a whole nother level. And that was a quote from the FBI of uh, experts there. 
whole league of its own is what they called it on the public corruption in Ohio. Of course, our speaker of the house named Larry Householder. Yes, that really is his real name. He's not a Care Bear. Um, <laughs> he was. He went down. He's been indicted. Uh, former Ohio Republican Party Chairman Matt Borges, who lives in my hometown of Bexley, Ohio. Disgusting. These are the two men who have um, not pled guilty yet. So right. um, there are two lobbyists who have taken plea deals. Number one in, in public corruption. Um, so I just want to encourage everyone to uh, call Larry Householder and tell him to resign because he's still not resigning. What's the number? Um, the number here for Larry Householder, this is his personal cell phone that is given to him by the state as okay. a state representative. He's still collecting a massive state representative salary on the taxpayer dime. So I think we should get him to resign. What do you think, Ben? Let's get him to resign. All right, folks. So if you feel inclined, please call 740-707-2500, or you can text 740-707-2500 and tell Larry Householder politely to please resign and please repeal all of HB6. And that way, Ben, maybe, just maybe, we can restore a touch of integrity to the Ohio State House. That's awesome. And again, we were talking how, you know, the FBI is investigating. So I can hear people be like, well, the FBI is doing that right. Is that so does that mean you don't like that you like the FBI? I don't like the FBI or the CIA spying on citizens. Right. You're an elected official. And you're, and you're doing some corrupt in stuff that corruption. I can't stop you from doing. Right. We as citizens don't have any other recourse. Absolutely. And there's a lot, as we know, a lot of corrupt politicians out there. And it is the best system that we have right it's now. It's the best. And honestly, is it the best system? No, but it's you, the one we got. If you got good people, we had a, a great U.S. attorney there in Cincinnati named David DeVillers. He he had to resign because every time an administration comes through, you change uh, the guard. So he was appointed by Trump. We have uh, new folks appointed by Biden. But either way, the FBI is keeping their eye on this. I absolutely agree with you, Ben. There's certain things the FBI goes too far on when they're yeah. spying on citizens. But absolutely, when you're a public official um, like Joel Greenberg or Larry Householder, what's the difference? You got to get caught. Yeah. When you're getting paid that taxpayer that salary, taxpayer exactly. that I'm okay with the FBI and CIA watching. We're just keeping the honest Ugh. people honest. Honestly. That's, so, that's body and cams and all politicians. Man, you make that. That's a great point, Fernando, too. And that's what makes it even so dis more disgusting. It's like that money that was paid to that young girl. It's the people's money. That came from us. That's yeah, our money. That yeah, Matt yeah. Gates' entire bank account is, is the people of Florida's bank account. Right. And same and, with Greenberg. Uh, and same thing with Greenberg and on the federal level as well. Um, so, yeah. All Go right. to Vegas and pay a woman a fair sum, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Legalize sex work across the entire country and have everything on the up and up and everything be safe. And yes, pay them some good old-fashioned money. Please, Lord Almighty. We are just... Anyway. We have a lot more. We can. We, it's almost like we get to do this every week, so we can. We'll fill. We'll, we'll keep on talking later. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening this week. We are going to do another episode Friday or Saturday of this week, and then again, as I mentioned, we'll talk more about Israel and Palestine. And I'm trying to find a uh, an expert on that region because, believe it or not. It's complicated. Yeah, and uh, our hearts go out right now to everyone who is suffering in that region, uh, the Palestinian people who. Man, it's it will never get easy seeing the uh, the fruits of war, and Netanyahu. As far as this is just my humble opinion, and well, be more articulate on next episode. But that dude has been skating on thin ice for a long time. And what do we know about politicians? They love when people rally around the flag. And how do you get folks to rally around the flag? Have a conflict, have a war, and it seems like it's right on time. Wag just, the dog. It's so gross. And uh, we'll also discuss uh, what's going on with the Supreme Court because uh, some big changes could uh, 
could be happening here. So, yes, if you do know more about foreign policy, a former military, somebody who has covered this, please reach out. I think you can reach out to the Side Stories account, right? Right. You can reach out lastpodcastnetwork at gmail.com or sidestoriesLPOTL at gmail.com and it'll come to us. And we'll make sure to get it. And uh, yeah, we would love to talk to you. Okay, everyone. Well, hope you're doing well out there, staying safe. And uh, just call call this guy. Call the guy. Call Larry Householder. His number again, ladies and gentlemen, is 740-707-2500. Text him, call him, tell him to resign, tell him to repeal all of HB6. I love it. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.